And away we go. Good evening. Welcome into another episode of America's Hometown Horror. My name is Mike. Thanks for checking back in with us in what is going to be, I'm very sad to say, the last episode of October. And uh, then it'll be November, which is, yep, that's the month that comes after October. So that is some depressing shit right there. But uh, this, this episode will be out on Halloween, so happy Halloween to all of our listeners. Hope you have enjoyed the month of October and have lots of fun things planned for Halloween itself. Uh, but we do have a lot of things to talk about here tonight, as usual. So why don't we jump right on in? Let me get the housekeeping shite out of the way. And I'll start off first with where you can find us online. The first and foremost place would be our website. It's ahpod.com. It's A-H-H-P-O-D.com. More on that in a little bit. Uh, you can also find us on uh, pretty much every social media platform, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just search for America's Hometown Horror and we'll pop right up there. You will find us. And you can also email us at hometownhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. And in addition to that, we are also partnering now with two partners. Partnering with two partners. Way to go, Mike. First of which is horrorfacts.com. That would be Horror Facts Magazine, a great resource for any horror fan. Uh, horrorfacts.com, great place for news reviews and podcasts just like ours head on over to horrorfacts.com and check them out if you have not yet and of course the first name in fright since 1979 fangoria magazine we are now partnering with as well to give our listeners an exclusive 20 percent discount on any merchandise uh, and any first time magazine subscription so head on over to shop.fangoria.com slash hometown horror pod and use the code hometown horror pod for your exclusive 20% discount on any Fangoria merch, so go on over and buy yourself some shit from our friends over at Fangoria. All right, now that I got that out of the way, let's speak to our co-hosts this evening, as Kat remains to be off, but is still doing uh, very well. Just taking it easy tonight. Uh, Andrew, Matt, gentlemen, how's it going? And happy Halloween to you. What's going on, buds? Good evening. Good evening, indeed. Coming up so, close, Halloween's almost here. Mm-hmm. It is right around yes. Halloween. Yes, yes, it is. Well, as, as of this recording, it will be today. So, happy Halloween. <laughs> wow. Ooh. I'm putting this out. I, I mean, I'm putting this out on Halloween. So That makes sense. There you go. That's okay. exciting. Uh, anyway, yeah, exactly. So, uh, so we're going to do a little bit different tonight. I know we've been talking about movies and a bunch of other stuff. We've done a draft quite yet, uh, or at least in a month. So, we're going to do another draft tonight uh, with the biz so that should be fun uh but as we usually do i feel like before we get started with all the uh the draft stuff we should probably talk about some of the things that we've been watching over the last week but uh before we do that a couple of quick items one i want to thank our guest from last week uh jay bone justin mclaughlin for coming on uh, i think he had a pretty good time you can now listen to that episode uh, where we covered event horizon and uh had a great time talking horror with him. He was an awesome guest. I would love to have him back. Yeah, Justin had a lot of fun with that. I was talking to him earlier, too. And uh, I'd love to have him back again uh, another episode. He brought a lot of good content, so I was I was happy. Yeah, for sure. He definitely awesome. knows his stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so thanks again to Justin, longtime supporter of the show. Always good to, uh, to talk to people that know a lot about horror stuff. So, and uh, the next thing I want to talk about, I did mention our website earlier uh again apod.com if you are to go onto that website you will now find that there is a new section added to said website and that would be a blog uh so it turns out that you know we, we actually have had this for a while 
it just wasn't enabled on the website. And uh, there were a few old posts on there from Cat and Andrew. But admittedly, we have not used it very much. And I decided that I wanted to change that. So I uh, opened the blog up on the website. It's now available to be viewed with some of the old posts that are on there. And the most recent one is a little something that I wrote kind of celebrating the VHS franchise. I know I kind of waxed poetically about the latest installment in the series uh, on last week's episode. And I still love VHS 99 and the entire franchise as a whole. Uh, so if you're interested in that franchise or if you want to check out our blog, head on over to our website and check out the piece that I wrote uh, where I rank all of the segments of every VHS movie. So the first one, VHS 2, VHS Viral, VHS 94, and VHS 99. So it's even including the newest movie. So with that being said, you'll be seeing some more blogs from us in the uh, upcoming weeks and months. Gentlemen, you guys got any ideas cooking in your heads for anything, uh, anything to put out there in the ether coming up? Got a few countdowns I'm thinking of throwing in there. Some uh, some foreign, maybe a foreign movie countdown. Something different. Excellent. Yeah, you don't have to give me an answer right now. I, just, I was just curious if you guys had anything top of yeah. mind. The one that you did was really good. Why, well, thank you, one. sir. Yeah, it was very I appreciate well that. Thank you. Very well read. Mm. Well read, not read. Read very well, <laughs> though, too. So. <laughs> thank, thanks, Andrew. Appreciate it. You are a... Uh, you did have, uh, I don't know if you mentioned the fact that you... Uh, did have a little some point in time, time on a magazine. Oh yeah, website. yeah. I I think I've uh, I think I've definitely <laughs> I've mentioned that before. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, well, actually, it's funny because we uh, so with um, Shutter's one hundred and one scariest horror movie moments ending today, and I did watch the final episode. And uh, mm-hmm. as you mentioned in our text thread, Matt, it was pretty satisfying. Yeah, um, there was some stuff in the top ten that I was I, I guess. I was expecting, but maybe not as high on the countdown. I feel like the the top ten, Matt, those were like you movies through and through. There were so yeah, many of your of like favorites on there. So I can <laughs> yeah. see why you were definitely very excited about this. Um, but yeah, so I, I wrote a piece about like the original version of that uh, that got put on, on Bloody Disgusting. If you head on over to Twitter, uh, that's pinned at the top of our Twitter profile. So you can check that out if you so please as well. Thank you for reminding me, Andrew. <laughs> One should never forget that. It's a glorious Yeah, moment, yeah. So. Of course, of course. All right. Anywho, uh, guys, ready to talk about some uh, things that we've been watching? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't have a ton. Um, I had I kind of blew my wad last week. I had about 15 <laughs> things that I talked about. So. <laughs> yeah, you had a bunch. I was like, damn, dude. You're, yeah, you're I'm, I, so I'll, I'll go quick, I guess. I, I mostly have been, um, have been watching uh, The Midnight Club on Netflix, which I know we kind of talked about pretty last week with Justin, cause he had just started as well. I'm about three quarters of the way through and it's okay. Um, this is the latest show from Mike Flanagan, who's done, you know, obviously for movies, uh, Dr. Sleep, Hush, uh, Gerald's game, but he also did haunting of Hill house, haunting of Bly Manor and midnight mass. Um, I think all three of those shows I do enjoy more than this one at this point so far. Okay. We'll see how it goes. I think this, I I have about four episodes left or like three and a half. So we'll see how it ends. It's definitely, um, it's very like goosebumps ish, Mm -hmm. but obviously like, like, you know, intended for like a, a, an older audience, lots of nineties nostalgia soundtracks, probably the most consistently excellent part. The soundtrack is fantastic, but, uh, yeah. 
yeah, so uh, yeah, so I've been watching that. It's pretty good. We'll see how the rest of that goes. And I did, as I mentioned, uh, finish the 101 scariest horror movie moments on Shutter. You can now stream every episode of that. Uh, Andrew, did you finish that as well, or are you still uh, a couple behind? I was, I'm actually caught up, but I need to watch the latest, the newest one. Okay, episode. yeah, which I'm going to probably watch after. This. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so maybe we can talk about that next week because obviously, don't want. I mean, it's you know, it's not. Just the top ten, at least you want you want you want to see. Yeah, you want to see what the what the top ten are, at least I would say. So, yeah, that's the whole. I mean, but I've enjoyed just all the segments. Like I don't even knowing what the top ten are going to be. It's still not, it still wouldn't ruin. What I'll say is they uh, they definitely lean they lean into the foreign horror a good amount in the top ten, and oh, okay. some some absolute classics as well. So there's there's a good balance of everything. Yeah, it is. Makes sense. Yeah. Nice. And uh, actually, one one fairly recent movie that uh, I was very excited to see as high as it was. Come to think of it, Matt, I remember when. Um, so when they announced this show and they like had a thing on Twitter where you could guess what like the top three were. I think you actually might have had that, if I remember right. I'm gonna have to go back and look. You might have had it. Damn, you might have had sick. it as your uh, yeah. So anyway, we'll talk about that next week and once Andrew's watched. I think one was in the top ten, but below the uh, below the top three. But yeah. I think I, I think I was two for three. Okay, perfect. And then uh, I did rewatch VHS ninety nine again, uh, just because I've had nothing but downtime on my hands. So, and then uh, yeah, so I know you guys have probably. I, I think I saw that uh, you were doing some rewatching of the VHS stuff. So I'm sure we could probably talk about VHS ninety nine if either of you guys watched that. But uh, I'll defer to. Uh, okay, so you haven't seen that one yet, Andrew. You did yeah. watch it though, right? Why don't we go to you next, it, yeah. Andrew? What have uh, what what have you watch it besides or vhs 99 and what else i watched vhs 99 not bad pretty good um i like the other ones a little bit better this one was really it was good but i like some of the other ones better i feel like i wasn't i was like cleaning and doing stuff while i was watching it though so it's not like a hundred percent invested when i was watching it so some like effect on it so i kind of I want to rewatch it. I undivided it um so you were watching it like the way the way cat watches stuff sometimes kind of yeah but i mean i had the volume up high and I wasn't doing dishes and laundry stuff like that. So, but I did watch one particular segment sitting down, and it was good. It just wasn't what I was. Which which one was this? It's still good. That was the uh, Double Dare one. Which, oh, which that segment again. Yeah. See, uh, so it's called which Ozzy's we have Dungeon. Very differing opinions on Ozzy's Dungeon. Yeah. So I'm actually surprised to hear you say that. Um, were you were you a big Nickelodeon kid growing up or no? Oh yeah, like I, I, I just feel like it didn't hit on the level that it, it was just weird. I don't know. Like I get where they were going with it, and I, I got nostalgia feel to it, but it just didn't. I don't know. There's something I have to rewatch that one too. I mean, I said I just I don't know if I was in a negative mind frame watching it or something. I feel like I should have liked a lot of it more than I did. I need to get high. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> being right stoned would I feel like appreciate your enjoyment of yeah. that one. But I mean, I, I just thought it was super weird. Maybe I overhyped it for you. Uh, I don't know. I guess we'll. Like sometimes things get yeah. overhyped, like most movies nowadays that we don't see. But yeah. no, I yeah. mean, all in all, I'd give it like a seven out of ten. Okay, that's. I mean, I feel like for, for for you, that's that's pretty good. It's better than most movies I have watched. So. Yeah, right. It's better than most movies that I have on my list for tonight's drafts. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, All right. So uh, yeah. So what was I going to say? So yeah. What else? What else you been watching besides VHS uh, ninety nine? So I did a couple of rewatches, but that involving the draft. I closed those just yet. And I did watch the first episode of the Jeffrey Dahmer tapes. Yeah. I mean, it's exactly what. Nice. 
don't really need to get into that much. Yeah, I gotta I gotta check that out for sure. Uh, I, I know I've been trying to get Kat to watch that, but I think she's a little bit Jeffrey Dahmer out after the uh, Evan Peters series. So maybe we'll go back to that one come November. Yeah, it has been a little bit overkill with the whole Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, all at once is a weird that. move. Yeah, yeah bold, bold move. Bold move, <laughs> yeah. Cotton. <laughs> Do you enjoy being depressed for two months and feeling uncomfortable? Yeah, <laughs> it's just like miserable content. Yeah. Right? Yeah, cool. that's about cool, cool. it, though. All right, awesome. Mr. Audette, what do we got? I got a lot of rewatches. <clears throat> um, but I did watch, so I watched VHS, VHS2, VHS Viral, and VHS94, which I just watched today. Um, they're cool. Viral, okay. I, like I was saying to you um, either yesterday or the other day, Viral I didn't think was like that great. I probably won't go back to that one. Um, but the rest of them are fine. They're fun. The thing with anthology movies is I kind of have a hard time. Like it was kind of what Andrew said. Like I can easily find myself like doing other stuff because it's like every time you get once the story really picks up, it's like the last five, 10 minutes of it. And then you just got to start over with like development of a new story. So it kind of like I kind of like lose interest a little bit unless they're like really crazy right off the bat. But um, it's just always been the same way with any kind of anthology setup like that. I just it's a, it's my attention span doesn't keep up well. So <laughs> but um, <laughs> otherwise, no, uh, I think that they're great there. I'm curious to see if there's going to be like a kind of a pickup in anthology horror because we have this we have all these like american horror story things coming out we got that cabinet of curiosities which just came out um yes yeah that's right actually i so i watched the first episode of that i forgot to mention too but continue go ahead yeah i watched the first one um so i'm curious to see if we're gonna like it'd be cool to see like a big really well done setup with like multiple like big name directors do some sort of theatrical like anthology movie Kind of like it's like that hasn't happened, I imagine, since like Creepshow, right? Yeah, there definitely hasn't been one with as much like star power behind it, you know, because yeah. Creepshow, obviously, you get Romero and Stephen King. But yeah, I feel like the ones that have come out, I mean, aside from maybe like like Trick or Treat was pretty, was pretty uh, star studded. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, All Hallows Eve, that was another one. But I feel like a lot of the other ones that have come out in recent years, like, um, there's a few of them on Shutter. Uh, like I know the Mortuary Collection is one of them. Yeah. Uh, Ta- Tales of Halloween. That's another one. Uh, both of which I, I haven't seen either of those. Um, so I do have to. Uh, those are those have been like in my my queue to watch like fucking forever. So I just gotta pull the trigger and do that. But yeah, you don't you don't really see too many like anthology horror movies get wide releases anymore. And I, maybe that maybe that's just because you know, television has become so much more accessible now and of higher quality with, you know, Netflix and Hulu and you know, all the streaming services that are out there. So makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. So well, did you, did you, did you have, did you have like a favorite segment out of all of them or did you have a movie that you like the best? Um, I really liked the second one. Um, I liked the, the zombies on the bike path. And I'm not like a big zombie guy, so yeah. But I was like, oh, like that's actually pretty cool. It was it was pretty wild. I liked the uh, what else? There was the one with the dude in the first one who is like video chatting with his girlfriend. And yes. The one with like the little kids and stuff. That one was pretty crazy. And yeah, then, um, that one's the first. I think it was the first segment in the second one too, where the guy gets that contact thing in his eye. Yes, that's a good um, one. Yeah, that was that was good. Uh, I had a lot. I think the second one so far has been my favorite, just like front to back. That okay. whole movie was pretty, pretty solid. Nice. 
Um, but let's see what else. I had uh, a lot, like I said, a lot of rewatches. I rewatched the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, I rewatched Dead Alive, which I haven't fucking found in a long time. Ah, uh, yes. Found this like uh, movie website. I've been listening to this podcast called Speak All Evil, and they kind of talk about a lot of more of the uh, fucked up movies that me or maybe Andrew might <laughs> be keen to. But um, and so I've been kind of getting back into watching some of those like really heavy movies. I just got like a Blu-ray edition of Cannibal Holocaust, so I was like, "Fuck it, I might as well check that out again." And it's oh, just shit. as fucking miserable as <laughs> the other two times I watched it. <laughs> um but it's a beautiful it's so well done it's crazy the juxtaposition between the content and the actual film of like the film uh yeah. rewatch carrie which was always great i rewatched dawn of the dead the original one um martyrs just because i've been just really going back into the heavy stuff which if you haven't seen martyrs you definitely it's it's worth watching one time um it's hailed as quite a uh horror movie endurance test i would say yeah um, i've heard I- that I, I need to watch that it's very good. Um, it's very sad, but it's like it's a fucking crazy. Movie. And then me and Sarah just uh, watched Barbarian. I can. I, oh, nice. It was like pulling teeth, but I got nice. to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say so. Yeah, I asked us recording that. Um, that. That's available on HBO Max now, correct? Yeah. Sweet. It's just, that's such a nice, quick fucking movie. Like it's like eighty-nine minutes, maybe. It flies. Perfect for every horror movie. Yeah, and it's just, dude, it, that movie's so great. So I, I, I like it even more knowing like what's going to happen. Nice. Yeah, I, I got to go uh, back and take take a look at that one again. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, other than that, I did I watched that <clears throat> Lot 36 from um, The Cabinet of Curiosities. That was interesting. Um, yep. So I kind of, I don't know, Guillermo del Toro is fucking, he's a boss. So I was pretty excited to see that coming to Netflix. Dude, he rocks, and I feel like this, so. The episodes that are coming out from Cabinet of Curiosities, there's like some really big names that are directing yeah. these episodes. So actually, it's funny we were kind of just talking about this for a movie, but I feel like this is kind of like the biggest collection of horror directors since um, either you guys watched the Masters of Horror show that was on yeah. Showtime back in the day that Mick Garris put together. Yep. Yeah, that one definitely uh, that had some huge, huge names behind it. Let me see if I can find some of these oh, directors dude, they had, here. They had everybody. That was like, if you weren't on it, like, you're not fucking making movies. Right. Because there was like two seasons. It was like 30-something episodes. Yeah, it was definitely uh, a lot. But I know this new one has, like, the director of, like, the Babadook, the director of Mandy. Um, yes. And then what else? There, There's another, like, really big one. So, okay. So, let's see. I know. So, Panos Cosmatos is one of the guys, and he directed that movie Mandy with Nicolas yeah. Cage. Uh, Jennifer Kent, she's the one that directed the Babadook. Uh, Vincenzo Natali. We talked about him last week because he directed that movie Cube that Justin was talking about that came out in 97. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Keith Thomas, David Pryor, Guillermo Navarro, Catherine Hardwick, and Anna Lily Armirpour. And the first first one, Lot 37 or 36, whatever it is, that that one's actually directed by Del Toro. Yep. So yeah, good stuff. Like a a horror anthology lends better to a limited series because I prefer with those you know, anthology type horror movies to be like 45 minutes to an hour. I feel like it's a better length. Like when they're 25 minutes, I feel like sometimes it's eh, trying to squeeze too many in. I would rather just fewer stories, more cohesive, better content, jamming five stories. As long as they pack a punch, I'm happy. Yeah. As long as they're not drawn out for no reason. Right. (laughs) I can understand that. I can understand. It seems like uh, I'm the only one that is, 
completely obsessed with these VHS movies, but that's okay. Oh, I understand that I'm a psycho. Oh, don't get me wrong. There's plenty, of, there's plenty of segments of VHS that I absolutely adore. Just Do you I, have a favorite, I, Andrew? I can't remember the name of it, and I can't even remember which one it's from, but I feel like it's like in that like emergency room with like Asian doctors and bat shit going on, and I can't remember. Oh, dude. That's in the second one. Second yeah, one, that yeah, one's which, called... Uh, uh, that's called Safe Haven. Sorry, That's the one. Safe Haven. Yeah. yeah, that one's. Yeah. Fire. That one's like. Oh. Spoiler <laughs> alert. That uh, that's pretty high on my list on my uh, my blog post. Yeah. Pretty high. As it some ways, some might say that it's uh, it's harder to get much higher than that one on the list. Yeah, but... that seems from what I was looking at, that seems to be a uh, a crowd favorite. Yeah, dude. Fucking banana shit. And then so um. So the guy that directed that one in VHS two also directed the uh, one of the segments from VHS ninety four, which and Matt that was the one with the uh, like the mad scientist and like the human robot like hybrid monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah that one was fucking crazy too. Yeah. <laughs> so, They're all pretty you, over the top. Yeah, you can you can see uh, you know similar threads between the two of those, but but yeah. All right, cool. Where yeah, were that's we? All my watching stuff. All right. All right. Excellent. All right. So sounds like we uh, we watched a lot of stuff as we usually do, which is good. So why don't we uh, why don't we get drafting? But before we do so, uh, why don't we take a quick 90 second break here and get a word from our sponsors. We'll return shortly. It's official. The critics' decision is in. Spooky World is spectacular. Enter the new black hole. If you dare. Or the new horror house of wax. This year, don't miss the real Jason, Bobby Pickett, or Alice Cooper. Phone the 24-hour Spooky World hotline. 508-838-0200. That's 508-838-0200. Spooky World is just west of Boston. And haunts every night from October 1st till November 1st. If you had the nerve, you'd phone 508-838-0200. It's American's horror theme park. Spooky World. Be scared. I'm the super sweet monster with the super sweet new cereal, Count Chocula. Bethel. Here's the super sweet new cereal, Frankenberry. But I've got chocolate sweeties for monstrous chocolate flavor. Well, I've got berry flavored sweeties for monstrous strawberry flavor. Count Chocula. Frankenberry. Hi. <laughs> Frankenberry. Count Chocula. Creepy Clovers! Time is alive! It's alive! The new face of evil is going to scare you to death. Barrett's Haunted Mansion, it's killing us Then be next door to the Abington Airlines. Barrett's Haunted Mansion. Eat, drink, and be scary. Go to bhmansion.com. And... We're back. That was a nice crack. I got a yeah, nice little good. echo off the dining <laughs> I was trying to time it when you were going to do like the, I was like, can I time this perfectly? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. What are you drinking? Pulp Daddies. Pulp Daddies. You love Pulp Daddies. I, I should I be, stare, I should. I stare I, at the aisle for like 20 minutes and I'm like, God damn it. I feel like I'd be re- remiss if I did not mention this is my favorite yearly release from our friends over at Second Wind Brewing downtown. I don't know if you, I, Andrew, you've probably had it. I think oh, I mean, you, yeah. you might have too. Yep. So they have a power sa- the power sour series. Fun. Yeah, the ecto cooler one. So obviously you get the Ghostbusters connection, but it's so friggin' goddamn good. I love their power sours. Isn't there another? Who else makes an ecto cooler one? Wasn't there? I'm not sure. I think this is the only one I've ever come across. Hmm. What I'm thinking. Oh. That's all right. No worries. All right. So anyway, uh, yeah. Why don't we? 
why don't we do some drafting here, gentlemen? Drafting. And uh, tonight, tonight, I believe, as the uh, the last draft was an idea from our buddy Matt, and it is a good one. Uh, one that actually I found a little bit more difficult than I imagined to come up with, like some really solid, you know, picks for this because I feel you like have there's a nice uh, yeah, roster too. yeah, yeah, for oh, for sh- for sure. For sure, and of course that uh, that topic is uh, drafting horror movie sequels. So obviously, no shortage of movies to discuss, to pick, to talk about. So I'm sure that we'll probably have some differing opinions. I think there's probably a few <laughs> big ones that will probably get taken here. Uh, if I had to make some guesses, yeah. So I'm almost even tempted to not even try and do those ones. And I think you guys all probably have an idea of the same movies we're talking about. But again, I don't think we should put anything off the table here. So. Pick whatever you shall like. Uh, well, luckily, before we started, first pick. Yeah, right. <laughs> luckily, before we started, Matt let me know that the movie doesn't have to have a name. So let's appreciate that. Cause well, because there was, was a like, few that I didn't think of either that I was like, oh shit, like oh, is I literally I found a list that was like fifteen hundred movies, and I just yeah, scrolled too. through it because <laughs> I was like, I was having, I was like, I can't, I need to, I need to get at least like eight or nine that I like this draft. I'm fully confident that I'll get all of what I want. I like that. So looking at my list, I have a list here of uh, three, six, nine. I have 12 movies on my list. Only one of them has a number in the title. Wow. Yeah. Which I feel like is weird. But you look at my list. I feel one of my pet peeves about sequels. I feel like it's it's so much easier for someone to just slap a number on the same title. I like when people actually don't do that. It's, it's actually its own different title. So a fan of that. Or actually, nope. I sorry, I lied. I have two here. I have twenty-five so. movies. Oh shit! Yeah. One, God damn, there's son. A good, there's a good handful that are not named with a number. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All righty. So why don't we get drafting here? Let me uh let me fire up this list randomizer and get us a draft order, gentlemen. Are we? How are we? Uh, are we doing four or five? Let's go for four and see where we're at for time, and maybe go from there. How about that? Okay. All right. So. Uh, obviously we're doing snake draft style. If you're familiar with uh, fantasy sports, you probably know what a snake style draft is. So first person picks, second person picks, and then the third person gets two picks in a row and it goes in reverse order and back and back and back. So, uh, the first pick will go to Matt. The second pick will go to Andrew. And then I will have the third pick. So ah, love being in the middle. With that being said, Matt, you are on the board, my friend. All right. Let's see here. Uh, I'm going to go, my first pick is going to be 1978, George A. Romero, Dawn of the Dead. I don't even know why I put this on my list, because I knew (laughs) that you were going to take it. There's certain movies that I just don't even bother with. I'm like, I, you know. This is, um, this is my favorite zombie movie of all time. Uh, I just rewatched it. There is a 3D showing of it all weekend, um, at the, in Kingston. Really? Um, Yeah. Tomorrow, well, Friday, awesome. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, I think. So that's rad. But um, that's this movie kicks so much ass. I have three versions of this between the theatrical cut, the American director's cut, and the Italian director's cut, which that's a whole long story. But um, And it's so fucking rad. It, the special effects, everything that Tom Savini did and brought to the table, just it was like a revolutionary, obviously night of the living dead's revolutionary, but to have this be the second movie, it's just, it's got so much to say. It's fucking super like claustrophobic and crazy. Everything that goes on, like there's so many good tense scenes and like the blue zombies and everything. It's just, 
every time I like think of it, it's very like it's an original. That's a classic. That is what I would define as like a top three horror all time classic. Um, and it, it is a sequel. So um, that sure is, is. My, that's going to be my first pick. That is a fucking banger of a movie. Highly recommend if you have not seen it. If you can find it, it is a pain. Actually, no, it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Hard to find a better number one pick themselves. Yes, sir. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, man, that movie rocks. It's it's fantastic. The effects, like you mentioned, are awesome. They're just nasty. I mean, obviously, they, yeah. they look a little, like, you know, not, not super dated, but they, you know, you could tell them it was made in 1978, but I feel like there's just something different about it, and everything's practical. Oh, yeah. It looks great. The, uh, you know, the idea of pitting this group of survivalists against zombies in a mall is genius. Mm-hmm. And obviously you mentioned it has a lot to say, Matt, and I think it has a lot to say about, you know, American consumerism. Um, you know, Romero had no shortage of things to say in his movies. I feel like most, if not all of his movies were about something where he was trying to say something that was on his mind. Yeah, absolutely. Social commentary to the max. And this movie for sure. Spawned one of the greatest remakes of all time. Yeah, that's, that's also true. Yeah, yeah I was going to I was going to bring that up. Say what you will about Zack Snyder, but the Dawn of the Dead remake from 2004 kicks kind of a lot of fucking ass. Mm-hmm. That's such a fun movie. <laughs> yeah. Such a fun remake. Yeah, it's awesome. Even just like the first like 10 or 15 minutes are, are just kick ass and awesome. That actually, no, they both did. I was going to say, so Snyder's Dawn of the Dead made it onto the, sh- and onto the Shutter countdown along with the original one as well. So there were two Dawn of the Dead entries on yeah. this, which I thought was kind of cool. Cool. All right, so Dawn of the Dead, off the board. A great number one pick. Great prospect out there. Lots of talent. Obvious number one overall pick. Mel Kuyper approves. All right, Andrew, you're up next, buddy. What's it going to be? Well, as usual, I'm not going to go any movies that, well, should be taken. But I think this one should be taken. I also think that if I don't take this movie right now, it is not going to come back to me. So having said that, I don't. I have two choices and neither one of them is that pick is going to be 2019, directed by Mike Flanagan, Doctor Sleep. I hate you. My, I know you probably. I was. I knew you were going to take this fight into. I think. I the more I've watched this movie and the more I've watched The Shining, I think I like this better than The Shining by like a wide margin. I think it's just such a better story. It's more interesting. It's got a great villain. With Rose the Hat, not to mention Rebecca Ferguson, the lady. Uh, also, it's got my man crush, Gregor. Um, it's got one of the, I think this was in the Shutter um, 100 scariest moments. The, oh, yeah. It, definitely it was. The scene where they're killing that kid in the baseball field. That's one of the most uncomfortable scenes that I've seen in a yeah. long time. And it's really not, it really shouldn't be that uncomfortable, but it is. Like just the way it's yeah, shot is perfectly done. I just love the whole premise of this movie. Like, it, I feel like The Shining, it just, played perfectly like you wanted to know what happened and where he ended up like it there was a big gap in between when um stephen king wrote the shining and dr sleep like what was it like 30 something years in between uh something like that is really long time yeah it was from like yeah. 78 to 2013 or something like that and i think that delay probably served well in this case because i feel like if he had rushed out a sequel to that book right after the fact it probably would have so much different probably more cocaine driven probably yeah. not as as good as uh what we got and mike flanagan was extremely well acted that's a movie that i could watch over and over again and like it's just so good 
It is a great one. It's impressive that he was able to take elements from the book and from like the book, Dr. Sleep, the book, The Shining and Kubrick's The Shining and yes. like kind of bridge those gaps and make it all relevant and not like too heavy in one direction or the other. I think it kind of, it, it was in everyone's favor, fans of all sides. So I, th- I was impressed by it. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I'm just going to echo what you guys both said. I, I've i gone on record on this show uh, multiple times, and I, I think that this is a masterpiece. Um, I'm not going to quite go as far as Andrew and say that it's better than The Shining, because that is a fucking nuclear hot take that I feel like most people <laughs> would not agree with. I respect it, even though I might not agree with it. But I mean, this movie, it definitely, it's... um. I feel like if most people were trying to conjure up an idea for what a sequel to The Shining might be, this is definitely not that. And obviously, with the movie, there's, there's you know, for reasons that are well-documented between the relationship between Stanley Kubrick and Stephen King, look it up. I'm not going to hash that all out here. But Flanagan had to essentially bridge the gap between, you know, the movie, Stanley Kubrick's movie and the original book. And obviously, in the book sequel, the, the hotel's not there. But I think the fact that this movie goes back to the Overlook and it just looks awesome. I think it's one of the coolest things to see if you're a horror fan that's come out in the last five years. Fuck it, the last decade. I think it's one of the coolest things to see as a horror fan is a return trip to the Overlook. Mm-hmm. I also think that in this movie, the fact that they did not try to like digitally reinsert actors from the first movie and they recasted them with lookalikes, I think that was a genius decision. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, depending on what your tolerance for Henry Thomas as Jack Torrance is, I actually thought he pulled it off pretty nicely. So the thing could have done that, that is... weird aging thing that they did with like Al Pacino and Robert De Niro in uh, what was that? Just the Irishman. Yeah, yeah, the Irishman. That was weird. I didn't like that. It, really, it just felt weird for me. The thing with flashbacks, where you have other actors playing people than the original cast and actors, is that it kind of gives this element of like forgetfulness where it is a flashback and it's like you're living your own memory that's just kind of like putting the picture back together. Um, so I could just be like overlooking that, but that's no. always kind of how I've like looked you, at You couldn't like have said that more perfectly. That is the one of the best comments that I think I've heard. That's like a perfect way. <laughs> because you never, reme- you never remember your memory. One of the best memory. things memory- I've <laughs> ever heard, yeah, ever. Because if you really think about it, he's completely right. Your memories are never the way that they were a memory. So yeah. that's like perfection. Mike had a walk away. It's like, I'm not going <laughs> But yeah, no, you couldn't have, like, that, that's a perfect way of describing why that was a good reason. I don't know if that's why they did it that way. No, Obviously, definitely not. But that is straight out of the mouth of a pothead. That's <laughs> that's that's my way of like allowing myself <laughs> to like forgive it for not being perfect <laughs> and having the theories. Um, I will say uh, one of my themes that you're going to notice favorite sequels is that I feel like all of these movies I'm going to pick are perfect standalone movies. Like you don't even, they don't even really need to be sequels. Like obviously this higher information but it's it's perfect as itself like you, yeah. you could watch this movie and never have seen the shining it is a perfect i think there'd be a little context missing but a I, little bit. I don't disagree completely yeah okay <laughs> doctor like sleep got, buddy. Mm. Mm, you're up for two well, 
I mean, all this discussion on Dr. Sleep is essentially just a stalling tactic for me to try and figure out what I was going to take. I thought for sure, well, I, I know what I'm going to do now is a fuck you to Andrew. So oh, I know what you're going to take right now. It's, 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 it's going it's it's to come. Yeah, it's, it's going to come with one of my two picks here. <laughs> I just I haven't decided which way. I'm going to go quite yet. Um, so I'll tell you what, I'll just to, just to stick it to Andrew right now. I'm going to pick Halloween three season of the witch, so, Halloween yeah. three colon season of the witch. Um, obviously we did a whole episode on that show uh, last Halloween. And uh, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago because Kat hadn't seen it uh, ever. And we watched it and she actually liked it, which I would never have expected. Um, did not really seem to me to be her type of movie, but you know, I almost kind of wonder what, the direction of the Halloween franchise would have been. And if we'd be better off or worse off as horror fans, if this movie had actually succeeded the way it had, the way it was intended to take the direction of the franchise. Whereas, you know, this was supposed to be an anthology series of movies after Halloween Two. John Carpenter wanted different stories set on Halloween, which is a great idea for an anthology series. And ultimately the masses of idiots that go to the movie theaters that had terrible opinions decided that they didn't want to like this movie because it didn't have Michael Myers aside from a commercial on the bar. And, you know, this movie got shit all over until people, you know, kind of pulled their heads out of their asses, I guess, and realized that, hey, this movie's actually pretty fucking interesting. Yeah. And it's, uh, I, I think, probably the second best, second or, th- you know, I'll say second, second best movie in the franchise. Um, I was almost going to pick the 2018 Halloween movie here uh, because I really like that movie as well. It's not as good as Halloween 3 and Andrew took Dr. Sleep, so I had to stick it to him again, as I mentioned. But, I mean, you know, it's, it's dare I say, iconic if you're a horror fan now. Um, so, yeah, that's what I got. Could and you, could, let's see, I, could you have picked the 2018 Halloween movie? That's a sequel, yeah. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yes, because oh, okay. it's, it's, a, it's a direct continuation of the first movie. Oh, that. Yeah, so that would have counted for sure. Um, yeah, so I mean, yeah, Halloween three season of which as I've said in unpopular opinion already, Halloween three is better than Halloween or any other Halloween for that matter. So that pick immensely. Yeah, I knew that was gonna go first round. Someone yeah. was taking. Yeah, it. I mean it's it either not not quite as volcanic of a fiery take as The Shining isn't as good as Doctor Sleep, but. Hey, you know, I don't. I'm not the biggest fan of slashers either, but I consider no, the original no, no, no. Halloween to kind of be on a different, uh, a different plane. So yeah, I can I understand said, if. if... I, I never said The Shining wasn't as good as Doctor Sleep. It's better. There's a difference. Okay. All right. Sure. I'm not besmirching The Shining. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So Halloween three, season of the witch, off the board. Just like Tom Atkins' pants in this movie, and you see his bare ass for a good five seconds, mm-hmm. and his character, t- total fucking creep. Total fucking creep. And before I move on to my next pick, I'll say five more days till Halloween. Halloween. Or actually, nope. As of this recording, today is Halloween. Halloween. Silver Shamrock. Today is Halloween. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's see here. So I am going to go with a movie that I don't think either one of you guys would pick here. Um, this is a sequel to. So when this came out, it had been 17 years since the original movie came out. And this is definitely a sequel, but it is the sequel in a sense where it takes the formula of the first film and updates it in the 2010s. And I am talking about uh, Adam Wingard, I believe is the guy that directed it. His 
sequel to 1999's The Blair Witch Project that is called Blair Witch. And I really dig this movie. I, I know a lot of people don't. Um, but again, this is my list. Fuck you. This is my team. I'll pick who I want to pick. And I just think it's a, it's a very, it's a smart concept for a sequel because obviously in 1999, the technology was not as advanced as it was in 2015 and when they shot the movie in 2016 when it came out. And I think it's, an, it's, a, it's a good idea to kind of have the characters in this new movie do the exact same thing. But, oh, hey, what happened to them in 1999 can't happen to us because we have so much more technology. We have drones. We have cell phones now. We have GPS tracking devices. We have 8,000 cameras. We've told 15 people that we're going to be here. And there's a, there's a search party set to come get us if we're not back in two days. So what could go wrong? But obviously things go very, very wrong. And it's tied into the first movie because the main character that's going out into the woods is the younger brother of the main girl, uh, Heather, from The Blair Witch Project. And I love The Blair Witch Project, the original movie. Um, I in no way, shape, or form think this is better than The Blair Witch Project, but it's a very good sequel. Uh, and it's very fucking scary, especially at the end uh, when you do get a, a look at the Blair Witch. Now, that might spoil it for some people because the first movie shows you very little. Uh, but this one does actually show you a lot more. And I saw this in theaters with Cat. Um, I was pretty fucking scared. I've never seen this movie. Uh, yeah, no. I saw it in theaters when it came out. By my, I was the only person in the theater. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta check it out. Um, I believe it's on Hulu right now. Let me look it up. Hold on, it definitely I can tell you. is on something. I go past it pretty frequently. I want to say okay. Hulu is correct. I mean, also yeah, it took uh, like 20, 25 years to watch the original Blair Witch. But yeah, that's in, that is in, that's in fucking insane um so it's on netflix right now apparently uh but yeah blair witch was directed by adam wingard who you know he actually has uh become pretty well regarded in horror horror circles uh matt you were talking about the vhs segment with the guy with the eye implant he's actually mm -hmm. the main character in that segment he's he's uh, an actor and a director oh no shit I but he that. he also went on to direct or before this he directed that movie you're next which is awesome yeah, that movie's cool. Um, and then The Guest, which is a fantastic movie. And uh, most recently, he directed uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. So he's gone on for bigger and better things. But yeah, I mean, if you like the first Blair Witch, if you like the Blair Witch Project, and you haven't seen this movie, take Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows, throw it right in the fucking trash where it belongs, and then watch Blair Witch and come back to me. I don't think you'll be disappointed. So, Right on. Cool. So yeah, uh, that's what I got. So yeah, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, and The Blair Witch, or excuse me, Blair Witch, not The Blair Witch, off Witchy, the board. Witchy. Two witch movies, yeah, two witch movies to start off for me, which is not a direction I thought I was going to go. are you going to go? <laughs> uh, so that means that we're back to Andrew. So Mike, as I had uh, many regrets with my fantasy football draft, I'm beginning to have a little bit of a regret here now. So I just need to ask you, if I did not take Dr. Would it, would it have made it back to me or would it have been? No, it would have been my first pick. Okay. I feel better then because I was like, could I have gotten both that and Halloween 3? Unlikely. You probably would have taken both. And I would have been no. Ooh. So now to pick. All right. As I said before, another movie that upon watching it, more and more, I find better than the original. And I mentioned this a couple weeks ago on a certain podcast. So I'm going to pick the 1988 gem Hellbound, Hellraiser nice. 2. Um, 
That movie is fucking awesome. Yes, the gore in that movie is phenomenal. The story is it's got one of the best villains, modern cinema. Well, not modern. Dr. Shinhara. Anyone that doesn't like this movie can go fuck themselves. Because this is probably, this would have been my number one pick if Doctor, if I knew Dr. Sleep was going to come back around. Yeah, you were. You were it. I, I had a draft based off of who, where I was drafting. So this is my 1A. Dr. Sleep was my 1B. So this, this is the one that has the pinhead origin story, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And they go this, down like this the one's... labyrinth in hell. And it's like... yeah, yeah, this he one's good. Like a, he was like a Nazi, right? That's this Fucking one, right? Doug Bradley. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen this movie in forever. I definitely have seen it because I do remember that element. Um, but yeah, I, I had a feeling that this would be on your board, Andrew. Oh, yeah, I had this on mine too. This would have 100% gotten picked if it didn't go by like the next couple rounds. Yeah, because you got two in a row after this. And I was like, that's not kind of, like I knew I would get this one. <laughs> and then after that, I'm not really worried because I know any of my other picks. So I was like, I got to get these two in. And this, uh, I could watch this movie. Like there's there's few movies that just, and it's mm-hmm. just. I agree. This one also does kind of uh, it. It goes a little better than the first one. Yeah, it's again like I'm not gonna say it's a good. It would be a better. It's like it make it would be a perfect standalone movie, but it kind of would be because the first one doesn't explain fucking dick any what difference. No. you know what I mean. Like this like we were saying before, itself. though, too. They play they play very well as like one whole thing. Oh yeah, they it, the menage of it is perfect. It just yeah. blends in perfectly. It's phenomenally done. Mm-hmm. I would. Uh, okay. I'd be remiss nice. to find a better movie. As yeah, Not that's a that's an Andrew pick. hundred percent. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Excellent. All right. So Hellraiser, Hell Hellbound, Hellraiser two off the board, which means we're All back right. to Matt for new for two in a row. Yep. So I'm gonna go for my second pick with Evil Dead two. Um, nice. Knew this wasn't gonna make it very far. This is another. I was kind of back and forth if I wanted to do Army of Darkness or this one, but um, I'm gonna go with Evil Dead Two. It you could be a wild man. Very similar both. to the what's up? I said you could be a wild man and take both of them. I'm not gonna do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, this is a lot like with like what we were just saying about Hellbound being kind of in a way better than the the first one because it has kind of this like redeveloped story from the first one that plays into the second one. And that's basically what this is. I remember watching this for the first time and being like, why is this dude going back to this cabin with a different girlfriend and doing this all again? (laughs) (laughs) What is this dude's fucking problem? And so it took me a while and some IMDB facts to figure out that they just didn't have the copyright to kind of recreate the exact same story as like a, a, a prologue to the new one. So now I know that it's just kind of a, a, a jostled tale of the first one. Um, but it's got great gore. This is like great Sam Raimi. This is where Evil Dead really kind of became what it is now. Um, is a bit more of like a campy, ultra-violent, just wacky, fucking crazy movie and show and series and everything. Um, this is Bruce Campbell at his just absolute best. Um, and he's great in Army. Well, he's great in everything, but this is my favorite of his. Um, so, yeah, Evil Dead 2 is going to be my number two pick. So that means that number three. Nice. 
you see, are you guys getting a, a pattern here? The first one had no number. That one was number two. So number three is going to be Nightmare on Elm Street Dream Warriors. Ah, ah. Like there we there. go. There we go. It wasn't go. on purpose, but I am going to pick this one because this is, in my opinion, other than I really always have enjoyed the original Nightmare on Elm Street. I think that that's just a great original horror movie. Wes Craven, it's classic. Freddy Krueger, it's fucking totally ups the antics with like the blood and just everything but dream warriors is definitely the best um it's got a pretty solid cast you know you got robert england back you got a young lawrence fishburne you got a young um patricia arquette um you got heather langenkamp returning to reprise her role as nancy so it really just kind of ties in a lot of stuff because the first the the first sequel um, Freddy's Revenge obviously abandons anyone in the first cast for the most part other than being mentioned and kind of follows this other kid around and um, that's a really good sequel as well it's very dark it's super brutal but this one just kind of again this is where it like ignited what we know Freddy is now as this like one line bitch slapping maniac um, and the kills in it are fantastic they're super creative um, super fucking like like they're just over the top. There's parts of it that you just cringe because you're just like, oh man, like that looks like it fucking sucks. But um, <laughs> this is one of my favorites. And like the Nightmare on Elm Street movies overall, like they're not too terrible. Like they're just kind of goofy. Like, but for the most part, even all the sequels are still watchable and enjoyable. So, but this is definitely, this one's up there. This is a good one. So that's Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. I think this one and New Nightmare are my two favorite Nightmare on Elm Street Yeah, New Nightmare is popular too. That's a good yeah. one. And I had, I had to look it up, um, like the 80s, like the sound, the song on the soundtrack for this, which is just called Dream Warriors. I looked it up. It's by a glam metal band called Dokken. Nice. <laughs> I had to look it up. Good, good little, uh, good little tune on the soundtrack. Yeah, totally. I have to put, oh, for, for sure. I, I have to map out like the things that I want to watch between now. Well, it's Halloween now, listener, but we're not recording on Halloween. I have to figure out the, uh the things that I want to watch in the next couple of days to kind of squeeze in the most Halloween stuff as possible. So maybe I'll revisit uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. Yeah, this is time where I kind of hash out my plan as well. Mm. Excellent. Do, so got to really limit it to the top. Whatever that means, yeah. that's where you got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Tops of the top, baby. Tops of the top. Cream of the butter. Butter <laughs> on the bread. Let's go. Uh, you're a man of... Excellent cream words and vocabulary, my friend. Cream of the top. Cream of the top. Not top of the top. The fuck is that? <laughs> top of the top. <laughs> uh, top of the top. Speaking Rubble. of top of the top, what's what's going to make it into your top of the top three, Mr. Right. Andrew? Let us see. I'm going to go with uh, 2010 Predators. Okay. You're a motherfucker. I had this on my list, too. I fucking hate you tonight. <laughs> God damn it. Ah, it's about, it's redemption time. Like, this is for fancy football. <laughs> Fuck you, this is what you get. Um, one of the best stories, I mean, you got Adrian Brody, this mercenary on a planet with a bunch of, like, serial killers and murderers and pieces of shit. And then you got the predators coming down, hunting them, and it's just, it's got a great twist ending to it. Um, also, Mike, did you know that this was directed by the same guy that directed Stranger Things 4? Uh, yeah, uh, it's, uh, what's his name? Nimrod Antal. Don't tell me. Nim Nimrod Antal. Yeah, I, I know that name. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know he directed, directed Stranger Things 4. Yeah, I was like, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, this is just a, just a very well done, unique style of movie. 
lead that I mean I could have gone there too. It's got Danny Glover. Is it Gary Busey or is it Nick? It's um I think it's Gary Busey's brother. Gary it's Gary Busey's brother. <laughs> yeah. It's um Nick Nolte. Gary Busey's brother Nick Nolte. Mickey Rourke. Uh, Mickey Rourke. No, I think it's I don't know. Predator two trash movie. I love it. But Predators, awesome. Great concept. Just not necessarily a horror movie, but it's just a very... It is a horror movie. I would count this a thousand percent. This movie rocks. Uh, this is the one that's It's also produced by Robert Rodriguez. So the violence and the kills are awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, I think it is probably... I know you love Predator 2, Andrew. I think this is the best Predator sequel. I actually like this a bit more than Prey. I, I think um, I actually like this a, a bit more than Predator Wow. Let's get crazy. I'm say Another, bold <laughs> Another bold take. Another bold take. But yeah, this is the one that introduced kind of like the predator dogs, and it is a, it's an awesome idea for the story to kind of flip around to the first movie and just it's instead of you know the predator being on Earth, uh, put the prey on the predator's planet in a game reserve, and like you mentioned, Andrew, they're kind of like the most badass warriors and degenerates you know, from earth. So there's a lot of different, uh, a lot of oh, a varying degree of characters that all get killed and actually some awesome scene, character actors. When you get the ninja, the predator in the tall grass, it's very dark. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I love predators. Wow. It's an awesome movie. And yeah, they actually, they're the, the, the end, the ending is a little bit of a twist too. You are correct. And it's a, uh, I, I remember it took me by surprise the first time I saw it, not what you were expecting. I didn't think red Foreman's son was capable. Of <laughs> Yeah, right? Ugh. He's a fucking dork. What's uh fucking Topher Grace? Grace? I mean his name's yeah. Topher. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Well said. Alright, so predators off the board. I am removing it from my board right now. Any further thoughts on predators before we go to me for two here, gentlemen? It's all you, man. Okay. Let's see what we got. All right, so let's see here. I am going to, with my first pick, I'm going to go back into the vault here and go back to the year 1943. Okay. And uh, this is definitely a Mike movie if there ever was one. And uh, so essentially, you know, all the rage these days are Marvel movies. And a core element of those movies are the team-ups between multiple characters. And, you know, uh, lots of different heroes and villains sharing the same screen. Now, obviously, this was not as novel of a concept back in 1943 until a little movie came out of Universal Studios called Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman, uh, which is an awesome sequel. And again, for, you know, ahead of its time. And you get, obviously, two iconic universal monsters that are essentially fighting each other. Uh, you have the Wolfman, obviously, and you have Frankenstein's monster. So what's interesting about this as well is that the Wolfman, it, Larry Talbot, is played, again, by Lon Chaney Jr., the most famous actor to play the role. Um, and obviously, in the first Frankenstein movie, uh, Frankenstein's monster was played by Boris Karloff. In this movie, the Frankenstein monster is played by Bela Lugosi, who is most famous for playing Dracula in the famous Dracula film. So it's interesting because you you get a different Frankenstein. So it's just a cool concept for a movie. I mean, basically, like the the uh, 
like the loose plot here is that the Wolfman is brought back to life and he's you know looking for a way to remove the werewolf curse. So he ends up, you know, seeking, going to try and seek advice from Dr. Frankenstein and ends up, you know, duking it out with uh, Frankenstein's monster. And it's just a cool, good time. You know, if you're looking for a black and white classic monster movie, you know, this is probably one that has passed you by because you're not a lunatic like me. And uh, you should definitely check it out. I feel like this is very similar to, but obviously less comedic than to a movie like uh, like Abbott and Costello. Um, shit, what, what's the name of the one that we were talking about last week? Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, Frankenstein. right? Is that the one? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is also awesome. I mean, technically, that's a yeah. sequel, so that that could have been picked. But or uh, you yeah, have, Frankenstein. Bella Lugosi meets a Brooklyn gorilla. That's a good. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that is a real movie. Uh, that's a real movie. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> Called Bella Lugosi meets a Brooklyn gorilla. Get the I think it's supposed to be like King Kong, <laughs> but yeah. There actually, wait, hold on. I'm on Wikipedia right now. There is actually Bella Lugosi. Bella Lugosi meets a Brooklyn gorilla, also known as the Boys <laughs> hey, from Brooklyn, and in England as Monster Meets the Gorilla, is a 1952 American comedy horror science fiction film directed by William Bodine, starring horror veteran Bella Lugosi. Wow, that is a fucking insane title for a movie yeah it is very funny <laughs> thought that was a joke for sure but hey wow seemed a bit that. too specific for a joke i was like that's yeah. an interesting <laughs> joke i'll have to add that one to my cue all right so frankenstein meets the wolfman off the board either of you guys seen that yes yes i have through the years I've, i i always will go through binges of all those universal monster movies here and there they're only like an hour long yeah they're quick they're all quick hits yeah. so perfect yeah okay so i am going to pick one more here and as andrew opens another beer i am going to uh defend a sequel that i have defended often um this one is more recent um the first movie which came out, I believe, in 2016, uh, was kind of widely hailed as a new horror classic, rightfully so. Oh, I know where you're going. And pretty tough to top that. And many people considered this to be a novel that is pretty tough to film based on some of the content in it. And uh, Andy Machete, what he ended up doing is taking... The part of the story where they're children, putting it in the first oh, movie, wow. and the part where they're adults and putting it in the second movie, which is called It Chapter 2. Uh, and this movie was pretty much universally hated by most people because the first one was so popular. And to those people, I say, you're dumb. Because the second movie, while again, a very different movie from the first one, uh, you know, not everything in it is a home run. But I've always been a huge fan of the monster elements that are in the It novel. And I think that they do a good job kind of exploring those here. Um, I also think that the actors they chose to play the adult version of the kids they cast in the first movie are fantastic. Specifically, Bill Hader um, as Richie Tozier is just a fucking awesome selection. And he just he steals every scene that he's in in the entire movie. Um but, you know, the, the cosmic horror elements of it were always going to be difficult to film. And I think that they did about as good of a job as they could have done with this movie. So, I mean, like, for examples, standout scenes to me, uh, the Chinese restaurant scene. Some of the most insane shit you'll ever see, but fucking wild. I loved it. Dug it. The monsters, 
really, really cool. Um, the scene with adult Richie again, Bill Hader with um, the fucking Paul Paul Bunyan lumberjack thing, and in Pennywise, awesome. Pennywise in the House of Mirrors, awesome. Pennywise underneath the bleachers that kills a little girl, awesome. So I I just thought this movie was very good, and I think it is unfairly hated because the first one was received so well. So I know you guys both have seen this. Do you guys have any love for it, Chapter Two, or are you kind of on the other side of the fence? What do you guys think of this one? I like the. First I like one. it, Chapter Two. I thought it was good. The first one was obviously a better movie. I think the miniseries ran into the same problem. A lot of the adult actors in the, first, the miniseries it wasn't as good as the parts with the children. I think the story itself generally is better when they're children. So I think they actually did a pretty good job. I didn't have a problem with that movie. I understand like people maybe not liking it as much as the first one, but in general, I thought it was good. Yeah, know. the things I did like about the second one, I loved everything that had to do with Henry Bowers and Patrick Hochstetter. Like him... I forgot about that part. His That's corpse awesome. coming back to the mental hospital and like breaking him out. Like that happens in the book, and that's like one of the most chaotic parts of the book. It's like very everything that has to do with Patrick Hochstetter in the original novel is the scariest part of the entire fucking. And so I was really into that whole part. Um, and uh, what is it? The um, when Beth Bev goes back to like her like dad's old house they did a good job adapting that part as well another good scene yeah i forgot about that part pennywise is terrifying in that scene too <laughs> gross. that's yeah very and, and bill bill skarsgård just movies. i didn't realize that. for sure i mean bill bill skarsgård just hits it out of the park in both movies as yeah. pennywise he's he's just awesome he's awesome and uh obviously the uh, man the opening scene in uh it chapter two is pretty pretty disturbing stuff uh very difficult to watch is that with the, the kid getting jumped yeah that's um, yeah, that's, a heavy, ugly shit. that's a heavy chapter of the book yeah D- you know, d- ripped ripped right from the book so yeah. i love how that yeah, chapter I- was played out too that was like the interviews back and forth indeed my friend indeed so yeah it chapter two is off the board uh let's see here so i am now at four and you guys shortly will shortly be at four as well you guys want to go for five or you want to stick with four uh, i'm good with either i mean we got it. i'm good with five five works five's good let's go for five okay all right so andrew where uh where to you my friend so feel like we don't give this i think we lost andrew andrew matt can you still hear me yeah, I can hear you fine. Andrew's frozen on my thing. Yeah, it looks like he's, his internet connection dropped off, so I will edit out this stuff as we wait for Andrew to come back in. At least we have the power to do that. He said his computer restarted. I just saw that. All right, so I'll just go on mute and we'll silence this out until he comes back in. What? God damn, do you need a new computer? The thing literally just fucking restarted right in the middle of it. Uh, I just need to move my phone. All right, no worries. Okay, so, uh, yeah, we we pretty much, you you got cut off right at the beginning of what you were saying. So uh, why don't you start over with what you're going to pick with your next one? All right, ready? Go. So I feel like we don't give this guy uh, enough props. Well, maybe we do, but I'm going to go with the 1972 film Dr. Fibes. Rises again, starring a one a Vincent Price. Good evening again. <laughs> Good evening. 
Uh, none of you guys have seen either of these movies, Dr. Fives, The Abominable Dr. Fives, or Dr. Fives. But this one basically picks up where the other one leaves off. Anton Fives is still trying to resurrect his dead wife. This time, though, he's traveling to Egypt in search of some scrolls to help him resurrect her. And in the meanwhile, he's being chased by these weird people, and he just kills them in these gory ways. It's like the original, like, dark comedy, like, black comedy horror movie. So good. We need to we need to dedicate a full episode to Anton Fibes, because if you guys haven't seen this movie, it's so good. It's so bad, but it's so good. Like it's on my list for sure. Yeah. Like I, I think in January when we're like mulling around ideas for movies we need to do, like we should do a little get into the, the Dr. Fibes. I'd talk some Dr. Fives with you. No problem. I love me some Vincent Vincent Price. So ever in any like I've never seen a guy with a word Volca. It's pretty amazing. All right. And this one's called Dr. Fives Rises Again. Oh yeah. He he's he's back up and at it. He's he's, he's risen. He is risen. Ready to go. All right. Dr. Fives rises again off the board. Which means that we are back to Matt for his final two selections. All right, so I'm gonna go for my fourth pick. This is a dear, near dear favorite of mine. I've loved this movie for a long time, um, and it is it is a rough. It's not great, so this is a guilty pleasure. But uh, Amityville Two: The Possession. Um, okay, I know you've talked this, about this movie before. Yeah, um, this is always like on AMC Fear Fest. It was always on like late, late at night when I was uh, really young, and it would come on TV, and I'd wake up, and it would be on, and it would always scare the shit out of me. Um, but basically, it almost plays as a prequel to the first one, but it's like a loosely based off of the actual family and the kid that killed this whole family there. Um, yeah. But the whole possession aspect of it is super fucking creepy. Um, there's some really good, really scary scenes in the middle of that movie when he does become possessed. And a uh, great shot of like a camera just spinning around in this big hallway. And it just gets faster and faster. And you know that while that's happening, he's going through some sort of transformation thing. And finally, it just like comes in focus to his face and he just looks fucking mad scary. So uh, that one's always had a special place in my heart. There's a lot of really, really taboo, creepy, fucked up shit that happens in this movie. And that's why it's kind of a weird pick. Um, but just the once you get through the halfway point when he's actually possessed, it's it takes off. And uh, yeah, Amityville 2, The Possession. It's 1982, so a few years after the first one. Okay. Amityville 2. I have not seen this one. Um, I actually, I'm glad you brought this up because I haven't seen the first one in forever either. So I'm looking for something to watch tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I'm on my. What, okay. I was going to say, while I'm on my baby watching shift, I'm looking for some uh, stuff to watch. So maybe I'll throw on the Amityville movies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. They'll creep you out. So, okay. I'm excited. I haven't. I read. I read the book a bunch of times when I was younger, and it scared the absolute yeah. shit out of me. So I love Amityville stuff. So, okay. Amityville 2, The Possession, off the board, which means you have one pick left. So, um, let's see. What do I want to do? I have a lot of stuff that I know won't get picked, but I think I am going to go with... That's a new one. Just saw it. Terrifier 2. Ah, okay. I was wondering if this was going to get picked. I had a feeling that it might. Yeah. So 
Um, obviously, me and Andrew went still, saw this a few weeks ago. Um, I was going to say, I still haven't seen it, unfortunately. But the second it comes on demand, I'm going to watch it. It'll be on Halloween. Dude, that movie's coming right now in theaters still. Yeah, like, it was still theaters like weeks ago. Um, but yeah, me and Andrew went and saw this. It's two about just shy of two and a half hours of just full blown, nonstop, just psychotic mm-hmm. carnage. <laughs> this movie was, and I can't believe I saw it in theaters in a packed theater, no less. Um, but it was it was a fun watch, and this is what I think at this this movie coming out and doing as good as it's doing and having the content that it has is going to 100% be a massive impact on what comes to theaters in the next few years with horror. I oh. think we're on the verge of a fucking totally rad, like, next five years of just crazy fucking horror movies. I feel and like between movie, this... Go ahead, Andrew. I was going to say, this movie is a game changer. It literally just showed people that you can put out a super gory horror movie and people will run into line to see it. And it, it, Art, Art the Clown is like the new age Freddy Krueger uh, Leatherface. Like, he is the face of our right now. Yeah. yeah, he's that guy. Him, And then you also have Mia Goth, who's tearing it up with uh, X and Pearl. In, in one year, you have these two, like, massive icons that have just become the two, like we just said, faces for. So um, between those movies that came out this year, we're looking at a fucking, at a fun future, I think. I would even I would lump Barbarian in there as well because I mean Absolutely. that was a pretty small horror movie that just through word of mouth alone yeah killed Barbarian it. fucking kicks ass too so yeah that definitely I think I would lump that in there too but yeah I can't wait to see this movie I uh, I feel like you know I, I, the the fact that it was released it is still out there it's just wild to me is it is it still playing in Kingston right now I, I don't like know if check. Kingston, but it's it's, they keep it's extending in theaters right now. Okay. Which is pretty impressive when you think about it. Right? Yeah, that is that is awesome. But yeah, Art, Art the Clown, awesome well, new villain. The article about how well it's doing. Um, yeah, it's killing it. Like, they didn't expect, they planned on just a weekend release, basically, for this movie. And it's yeah. turned into, like, it's almost a been a long. month. Yeah. Because it just keeps doing well and doing well. And So from what it looks like I can see here, it's pl- the closest it's playing to us is in Dartmouth, the Dartmouth Mall, and then it's playing on Tremont Street in Boston. It looks like one showing a day, so it's probably going to be gone next week when Halloween's gone. Yeah, Let's go, Mike. We'll bring Bridget. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we will. I feel like she might. She'd sleep through the whole fucking thing anyway. It wouldn't even matter, but I feel like she'd be a little young for that. So <laughs> I think that the Menden Drive-In is playing with Smile. Really? Yeah. Oh, now see that would be dope. I I miss a good drive-in theater. Uh, the Ooh, horror movies at drive-in theaters. Horror movies at drive-in theaters just hit different, as the kids would say. Andrew, you you really I can't really make out much of what you're saying. What was did, that? Um, did, did you um? Uh, I kind of want to see Smile. Like I'm, I'm kind of interested in seeing that movie. Which movie? Yeah. Smile. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I I've heard it's good. Yeah, me too. They did a very interesting marketing campaign. Did you did you hear anything about their marketing campaign? Yeah, during baseball playoffs, right? Yeah, they had some weird person standing behind home plate smiling the entire time. And it was and they just had a shirt that said smile. It was pretty interesting. I thought that was kind of cool. Fucking genius, man. Smart idea. See, that made me hate it. That made me, <laughs> that made me not want to <laughs> see it. I mean, yeah, if you have that much money to market something, then 
I mean, they could have paid me to go do that. I would have gone to a playoff. <laughs> Free baseball game? Except yeah, right. they would have had to go to the I would be frowning the whole time. Boo. <laughs> All right. So let's see. So Terrifier 2 off board for Mr. Odette, which means that we are back to Andrew for his final pick. So I was thinking about this. I could I could go the cupcake uh, the cupcake route and pick Stepfather 2, which I love. Because that's a phenomenal movie. Um, but I'm not going to. I'm going to go with um, Patrick Still Lives. I doubt you guys have seen this movie. I was going to say, what ever, the fuck is that? <laughs> have you ever seen the movie Patrick? I think it was 1978. <laughs> Australian the, movie. The, the, uh, I've, heard, I've heard of it because I feel like you've brought it up before. I have, yes. Uh, it's like the he's like a comatose patient that has like telekinetic powers to like he like kills people while he's in a coma. Basically, yeah. doctors are studying it. So the remake is actually an Italian film that was completely unauthorized. It just they just did their own thing. It was uh, directed by Mario Landi, not to be confused with the same place that like Toadstool and Princess and Luigi live, which is Mario Land. It's Mario Landi. Um, so don't get that confused. Um, <laughs> it's a terrible joke, but you know. Um, a swing and a miss. That's okay. A for effort. It's, no, it's like a very low budget Italian film and it's got super gore. It's got one of the most uncomfortable disgusting scenes in a movie that you'll ever see essentially um patrick is taken he's like in this like psychiatric ward house whatever you want to call it and they invite like five people there to all just live there and then he just starts killing everybody and there's just some really gruesome deaths like a fireplace poker essentially penetrates a woman in areas that you shouldn't you know penetrate anybody in and it's just very it's just there's some there's some gore and just grossness to this movie that it's just like the fact that it was completely unauthorized and they just made it anyway just makes it worth the watch like i don't even know i think i i had a rent on amazon so you'll probably have to do the same it's not like it's streaming anywhere like (laughs) no one's like hey so it's 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 essentially it a fan film then basically yeah they were just like yeah but we like this movie we're gonna make a remake we're gonna make a sequel to it we don't care if you authorize it we're just gonna do it anyway and it's like none of the same actors completely the first one was in it was an australian film this one's italian they're just like yeah okay we're doing this so it's 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 worth watching though i'd give it a i'd give it a pop it on and see what you think <laughs> i love that move just do it okay <laughs> patrick lives again no patrick still lives Patrick still lives. Okay, sorry. He, he never didn't live. <laughs> he's, he's always been living. He just still lives. He shouldn't yeah. die, but he still lives. All right. All right. He's still still kicking it, my man. All right. So I'll close this out here with a movie that, again, is criminally underseen. And I think is a very underrated sequel to uh, what a movie that some would call like a modern classic. I stand among those people. Uh, a movie that we have not yet to cover on this podcast would be The Strangers. And the sequel to The Strangers, which is called Strangers Pray at Night, is very, very good. Have either of you guys seen this? I've not seen that movie. Okay. 
So Strangers Pray at Night. Basically, it is a very similar concept. Um, it is directed by a guy named uh, Johannes Roberts, who has directed some other things, I believe. I can find out. Um, but it's, it, you know, it's, it's very similar. It's the same killers from the first film uh, with the same masks. Or, you know, obviously uh, with the same masks, uh, you're, you're led to believe that it's the same killers just uh, enacting another randomized killing spree. And it's a new collection of people that are on the receiving end of their carnage. And what I'll say is, is that it does not necessarily unfold the way that you, it's going to unfold. Um, it's got Christina Hendricks in it. Aichiwawa, uh, one of my favorites. <laughs> Love me some Christina Hendricks. <laughs> uh, Martin Henderson, who's like one of those guys that you'll see and you'll be like, oh, I know him. He's been in a bunch of shit. And uh, they have a couple of kids. And they go on vacation and they're in like a, either like a, a mobile home park or like a trailer park, something like that. Um, I think it's like a, like a campground type mobile home park. And uh, that's where the strangers choose to attack. Um, one of the kids is played by Lewis Pullman, who is Bill Pullman's son. You might recognize him from, uh, he was in, uh, what was that awesome Outer Amazon Reach. Prime side? Yeah, uh, Outer Reach. He was in Outer Reach. He's been in a few other things. He actually had a pretty good year. Um, but yeah, it's actually, it's just really cool. The, the kills are very creative. And uh, Matt, so Rebecca McKendry on uh, Colors of the Dark always talks about this one particular scene in this movie where it is one of the characters trying to evade the strangers at uh, this pool at like a little rundown motel. And the, the, the hotel sign is lit up in like all these neon colors and the way it just reflects off like the pool surface and the pool itself kind of juxtaposed with like the chase that's going on. It's an awesome, awesome scene. Yeah. So, yeah, I would highly recommend checking out uh, The Strangers Pray at Night. Okay. Very cool sequel that you probably haven't seen. Yeah, I'm going to check that out for sure. And that's what I got. That's what I got. All right. So uh, that's going to do it for a draft here. Why don't we all uh, go back around the horn here and list off all the movies that we have? And uh, let's see, Matt, you had the first pick. So why don't we start with you? Sure. So my first pick was 78, um, Dawn of the Dead. And then I had Evil Dead 2, uh, followed by A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors. And then I did Amityville 2, The Possession, and Terrifier 2, which just came out month. A solid, solid selection to close it out, if I do say so myself. Can't wait to see that sure. fucking movie. All right, Andrew, what do we have for your five? So I went with 2019 Doctor Sleep, followed by 1988 Hellbound, the sequel to Hellraiser. Then I took uh, the 2010 film Predators, followed by the 1972 gem Doctor Fives Rises Again. And not to be outdone, I took the 1980 film Patrick Still Lives. Patrick Still Lives. Indeed he does. Solid selections, and again, fuck you for taking Dr. Sleep, and fuck <laughs> you. Dr. Fibes. Yeah, Dr. Fibes, and for taking Predators <laughs> as well. I mean, I also had, uh, I mean, if you think about it, Hellraiser 2 had Dr. Chenard, so I was just all about them doctors. So. Yeah. Lots of doctors being picked tonight. All right, and that means that I am last here, and I had Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, uh, the 2016 sequel to the Blair Witch Project, which is simply called Blair Witch. 
I had 1943's Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman. I had 2016's It Chapter 2. And to close everything out, I had uh, The Strangers Pray at Night, which is from 2018. And that's what we got. So, good little draft tonight, guys. Lots of fun to be had. And listeners, hope you enjoyed uh, listening to us rant and rave about these movies as well. And, uh, yeah, who do you think drafted the best squad? I feel like that's one thing that we uh, we need to put out there and see who, who people... Uh, have the best opinion of in this one. So maybe I'll throw a poll out in our social media things to see what people think. Yeah. Tell us your favorite sequels too. What do you like to watch? Yeah. We are, we're always looking for more movies to watch. So if you have some sequels that we missed, obviously this wasn't the deepest dive into sequels, but if there's something that you feel very strongly about, uh, any worm movies that you feel strongly about or any, uh, Vincent price movies that you feel strongly about, be sure to let us know in the comments. And, uh, yeah, again, this is the last episode of October can't believe another spooky season has come and gone but the good news is spooky steven spooky steven spooky steven (laughs) spooky steven spooky season never sleeps for us here in america's hometown horror wow say that five times fast jesus christ uh so yeah we'll keep coming back with new horror content every week because it's what we love to do and what we love talking about and just because october is not with us does not mean that spooky season is over so, with that being said, if you're interested in more of what we have to say uh, here on this podcast, or if you're looking for a new podcast platform, I should say, pretty much find us on all the major ones. Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Spreaker, and we'll be right here wherever you're listening to us next week. So keep the same one if you want. doesn't really matter to us, uh, but if you are on iTunes or Spotify, if you want to give us a review, uh, hopefully a five-star review, but any sort of review would really help us boost the show and we would really appreciate it. So, with that being said, this has been another episode of the show. Happy Halloween to all, and thanks to my co-hosts, Matt and Andrew. Gentlemen, good evening, and say goodbye to your listeners. Goodbye. Adios, muchachos. Peace! Hey everyone, it's Mike from America's Hometown Horror, and just wanted to say thank you again for listening to another episode of our show, because of course, we would be nothing without you listeners. If you are interested in more local Plymouth podcasts, I would highly recommend you check out uh, some shows by our cohorts on the Inebriart Podcast Network. That's right, the Inebriart Podcast Network, folks. In addition to America's Hometown Horror, you can find the Inebriart Podcast, Bar Talk, Theme Park Legends, Retro Redoctopus, and Old Colony Cast. Head on over and give them a listen.